0: Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecaster, here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, November 16, 2020. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY, or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, it was once again, Vaccine Monday. We had Vaccine Monday last Monday when Pfizer announced their vaccine to the coronavirus, we had a gap in crap finished near the lows. Now the markets creep back up to the middle range as of the opening of today of that breakdown candle. 358.75 was a former high. I'm just giving a synopsis. We're going to get into the details in a second. And now we had another vaccine Monday, Moderna news, and guess what? The market rallied again, only rather than crapping out, finished at the highs. It's the opposite effect with the same news from last Monday. What do we make out of that? Well, we don't give a hoot about the news, but what do we make of the numbers and the charts? That's what we're going to get into here today, plus a whole lot more of other stuff. Where do we start? What is the starting point What jumps off the page on the daily chart? couple of things. A, 358.75. Why is that important? It's a former high. We gapped above that high today and went higher, finishing near the highs. Now, we do have a roadblock. Everybody can see it rather clearly. It's the high from last Monday. The high happens to be 364.38. So guess what? If the market, and this is my interpretation, remember, being inside my head is a dangerous place to be, but here's the way this works. If the market is above 358.75 on daily closes, then guess what? The northern track for the market is going to be that breakdown candle high. How do we know that? Because that happens way more often than it doesn't. It's not because I'm telling you that happens, it's because we have evidence of that happening over and over and over again on many different charts, many different time frames. If the market is back down below and starts closing candles like hourly below 358.75, then something different is developing and this was a bearish wedgish type of pattern that could be playing out to the downside, not making it To the top of the breakdown candle high however what we also know is the closer price gets to the breakdown candle high the more magnetic these breakdown candle highs become the same is flipped over on its head when you look at a market going down headed to run a test of what a breakup candle low same thing over and over and over again It's bullish that the market gapped over 358.75. And by the way, it's no accident or coincidence that the market ran up and closed right underneath that price on Friday. It's not me that knows that that price is important. It's the market that knows that price is important. So based on today's activity down below, what's important? 358.75. And if they're down there on Tuesday, keep in mind... If they're down there on Turnaround Tuesday, inside the numbers members will have the rest of the information that's needed from an intraday perspective. Here's a five-minute chart, and I want you to focus on the last five minutes of the day. The last five minutes of the day was what I like to call the the end-of-the-day ramp, but what was interesting, it wasn't just the amount of points or the amount of cents or whatever you're looking at as a measuring tool, it was also the volume involved. Over nine million shares in the last five minute candle of the day. So how do we know that that's important or maybe that's not important? Well, I just wanna use a quick point of reference. So I'm gonna look back and I'm gonna see where else can I see nine million shares or close to it in a five-minute candle at the end of the day. So here's a heavy candle at the end of the day, or this is actually at the beginning of a day. No, pardon me. It's at the end of a day. It is only 3.5 million shares. And we keep going back, and we find another one. And here we have, again, at the end of the day, less than 4 million shares. We're not going to do this for too long, but we want to see if we can quickly see anything that resembles... 9 million shares. And as I scroll back, we don't really see it. What if we just pick some random times in the past and just fast scroll back? Do we see anything close? Here is a maybe a 5 million share. No, it's a little over 4 million share. It is at the end of the day, but not close. Here's a heavy candle. This candle is about 6 million shares, even more than that. Do we get any evidence? Well, this candle is down and the next day gapped up. So we don't find any evidence, we don't have a similar situation, we have a ramp up into the end of the day. Continuing on just for a moment, just randomly looking, here's another heavy candle, last candle of the day, it's still not 9 million shares and this is the same thing, down and then up the following day. We're back on today's activity and I just wanted to point out that we should take notice when we see an extraordinary volume candle. And this applies to any time frame. If you flip over to a 15-minute chart, you see over 12 million shares in that candle, and we don't see anything close to 12 million shares on the last candle of the day in a 15-minute chart until we get to here. Okay, we're getting somewhere. This was down, continuation down. Doesn't mean or indicate anything specific leading into Tuesday. However... I would just be aware that an end-of-the-day ramp into the closing bell on volume, where I come from, that's bullish behavior. What if they gap over and above the breakdown candle high on Tuesday? That's bullish. They will likely come back to retest that high, but staying above that high is extraordinary bullish until they would be back below or inside of that breakdown candle high. Just food for thought in the spirit of being prepared. We show up in uniform knowing all the scenarios we can know so that whatever the market does, we can act and react accordingly. Here's inside the numbers, and we're going to start at the bottom today. We're going to start at the end of the day. Why? Well, there's always a method to the madness. So let me just read aloud. Before I begin, just think in terms of what was happening this morning. We have a gap higher. Generally, a gap higher takes a lot of the opportunity away from day traders in the morning session. Not all the time, but a lot of the time. So the market's trading higher all morning long. It's chopping around. There were three solid opportunities presented today. In addition to JD and SPCE, these were part of Stocks on the Move. We'll get to those later. We had an S&P short trade at the highs of day. We call this a success no matter how many points Each individual trader was able to capture. They did everything we asked today, so the rest of the day is rookie ball while the market chops around waiting for Trick and Company to take over into the end of the day. What did we see into the end of the day? Could we see the end of the day ramp coming? Did we know it was going to be an end of the day jam session? We didn't know. You can't see it. You don't know it ahead of time. We're aware of it. But what we're also aware of is there are games played in the afternoon in particular. That's why we always say, into end of day, anything goes. You saw what happened today. This isn't about playing guessing games. If you're interested in playing guessing games, a.k.a. gambling with the market, this is the wrong channel. You belong on the Vegas channel. This is about finding and taking the highest probability trade setups at the highest probability price that we can find. And when we do that, it works the majority of the time, period, full stop. So now that you know what happened today, what I'm going to do is I'm going to scroll down to the bottom and then I'm going to let you read the notes. You can pause the video and certainly do it at your own leisure. There's the pre-market commentary, then you get into the early thoughts. I'm going to point out the trade in the S&P 500. We're going to take a look at stocks on the move and then we're going to go from there. I'm trying to accelerate the process. So let me rip up the page a little bit. You can pause the video, read at your leisure. I'm gonna give you the net net when we go back to the chart. Really, the only thing we need to know about from a today perspective is where was the trade and did it work? You can read on your own the other numbers that were posted on the board. I urge you to do so. Go back to the chart, double check the work, do it if you're interested in being active or are already active, with trading the market during the trading day. This is a tour guide that's invaluable. The numbers are good each and every day. We don't get every trade right. You can't do that. That's an impossibility, but we get the majority of them right. We get a lot of the numbers right. We have a good cadence for what the market is doing during the trading day the majority of days there are. And by the way, the proof is in the pudding. What's the pudding? By virtue of, I go over this stuff every single day. There are no secrets. There are no surprises. What you see is what you get. I put out a product. It has information and numbers. I review said product every single night. Everybody's on the same page. How about stocks on the move? There was a long list today, but they weren't all going to hit their targets. There were just available i don't make up the numbers i don't make up the opportunities i'm just reporting the information so here we had spce and we had jd jd says jump the first target but there was another target the price of 86.51 which we'll review in a moment when we get to the chart how about jd.com so let's review this one you can see Looks pretty ugly, getting a buzz cut at the open, closing Friday at $92 a share. It opened below the first number, so what do we do? We discard the first number, it's off the table. We immediately look to the second number. Let me zero in on the chart. Here's a five minute chart. As soon as they open below the first number, the second number is activated. The low in the first five minute candle of the day was 86.21, as you can see here, Less than five minutes later, we're already at a high of eighty-nine zero six. Officially, winner winner chicken dinner. Whether traders caught a base hit or a double out of this doesn't really matter. Base hits put us in the Hall of Fame over time. Time is more important than price. About Virgin Galactic. Two numbers on the board bright and early, $20.46, $19.99 plus shipping and handling. We can just look at the first few minutes of the day to see what happened after it came into the first and the second number, and we know the routine. An equal case was made for both numbers. Half at the first, half at the second split the difference, and guess what? Just minutes later, the high of 2067, and painting by the numbers, they did the deal. What's another takeaway? The takeaway is... Does anybody think the $20 level, $19.99, slightly above, slightly below was any important? They came back to run a test and took off again into the end of the day. The numbers work. I want to circle back to inside the numbers and then I want to look at a different chart than we normally look at. 1027. There's a scalp trade opportunity on the board. If SPY reaches 362 and spikes it by a little, I'll take a short trade. Closing candles above 362, it would begin to look wrong. Spike of 362 sooner or later, like in the next 15-minute candle or so. That's what I was looking for. All right, 10:36. Now check this out. It's very slow. The slower it is, the less we're going to get a short trade this morning. We don't like slow markets as traders. We don't like creeping markets as traders. It's kind of like torture. You can read this for yourself. They're also the hardest to enter a trade. And what I mean by that is, you can see here, the ones that get where they're going in a hurry are the best ones. Those are the hardest to enter a trade. Funny how that works. The right ones are the hardest. If they get up there, and I'm about to enter a short trade, it will be posted here. All right, let's see what else we got. About 10.58. I'm going to take a short above 3.62. And then as we move on... 11.05 1105, yep, stepped into the short side with a small position, not looking for a collapse, not looking to make a fortune, base hit is the objective at present. And then here's a little tidbit of where I would cover the trade being wrong if it had to be. And then here again, start giving some targets on the downside. Profit at 36150, 360, 36065 360, would be the prize let's get to the routine real quick and then i'll get to a couple of charts that we don't look at every single day five minute chart right at the vertical today's activity 362 is the horizontal line near the top of the screen you can see what happened this morning the high was 362 and a quarter at 11.25 so traders had plenty of time to enter the short where did 362 come from well i could find it other places, other charts looking slightly different, but here's one example. How about a 240-minute chart? How about a breakdown candle high at 361.78? So what am I thinking here? Where does 362 come from? Well, we use a variety of different charts, and that's what I'm doing during the day. I'm looking at a whole plethora, I love that word, plethora of charts to come up with the numbers. It's not one chart, one number, one calculation. It's a multitude of things all day long. It's a, for lack of a better term, it's a fluid situation. Here's a 240 chart and I already know about this breakdown candle high, but I don't necessarily with a gap higher on a Monday morning with stuff above it, right? We don't know what's above it on this chart necessarily from an intraday perspective, but I'm looking at other charts. So I'm saying, all right, so if they get above the breakdown candle high, which is completely feasible during a 240-minute period, right, I don't expect them to close above it on the first run, right? On the first run, it's generally going to be overhead resistance. Doesn't mean they can't spike it. So I'm looking for a spike. Why? Because it's becoming the safer bet, the safer play. Because during the first 240-minute period, when they run up there, they're likely to come back down and close below the high of the same breakdown candle. So if I can short the market above the high thinking that they're going to come back down in a reasonable period of time. Maybe not five minutes, but today, right? Same day. They're gonna come down to close that period below the breakdown candle high. It's a pretty good opportunity. Hashtag inside my head. Enter 60 minute chart. What do we have here? So I'm looking back to the left. You see the line at 362. And you see this red candle here. This is a breakdown candle, okay? So the high is 361.78. That's the same number from before. What's the candle right next to it? What's the high over there? How about 362.14? So how about a spike of the next candle above 362, which is a fat round number, and then how about... Fading away and closing or at least getting back below at minimum of on a temporary basis back below the 240 minute breakdown candle high. There you have the morning trade. Now ask yourself this. Is inside the numbers worth the money? What's going on all the way over in Camp IWM? Now this position is slightly different than we just saw on the daily chart of the SPY. Guess what? They're already knocking on the door of the breakdown candle high from last Monday. So if they gap up tomorrow and get above it and trade above it and don't get below it, regardless of what the SPY is doing at the time, you have to take that seriously. That's the market telling you something. You're not going to get a breakout in the IWM without the other markets following suit. Unless, of course, it's a false breakout. But we don't look for false breakouts. We don't anticipate false breakouts. What we do is identify an awareness of a false breakout when they're happening after the fact. However, we don't plan for a false breakout. What we say is, here's the high, and what we're talking about is, 178.10. Above 178.10 tomorrow, pay attention across the board. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Well, check this out. So we have Monday's tail candle, which we were looking at all week long saying, hey, if they retrace a portion of the tail candle, they start back down, the tail candle high is the number. That's the bogey, can't close above there. Otherwise, it's wrong. Well, they came down a little bit. Friday reversed back up, and guess what? Today, where did they close? Well, guess what? You know where this is going. They closed above the high of that tail candle. High was 12,379.03. The high today happens to be 12,416, but on close, still above that high. There's no other way to look at that other than bullish if they fail and they come back down you can react to the situation but on its face the duck today on monday is bullish what's the duck if it walks like a duck and it talks like a duck it's a duck how about the folks out in silicon valley the Qs, they're in a slightly different position they're more in a similar position to the spy they're climbing the breakdown candle Can they get to the high? Are they going to gap above the high? Are they going to find overhead resistance at the high? Likely they will if it's found during the trading day. If they gap above it, watch out above. How about the XLF? There should be no surprises in the XLF. Why is that? Well, we talked about 2680. Where does that come from? It comes from the weekly chart. We were saying that if they close the week, Above that breakdown candle high at 2680 that was bullish on its face. Same routine. It may fail later, but when they do it, it's the market telling you it's bullish. They did the thing on Friday and today they're up over 2%. Case in point. What's the next spot of overhead resistance, major overhead resistance as far as I can tell? 2855. What about Smashmouth? Anything new to report in Smashmouth? Anything different than we've just discussed from the other charts? Not really. You can see what's going on based on the previous discussions. What are they doing? They're challenging Monday's high, period. It's really that simple. We don't need to read anything further into it. Could they eat some time off the clock for a few days before getting through last Monday's high? Sure, they could do that. Could they bust through tomorrow? Sure, they could do that. We don't know. That's why we show up each and every day in uniform, ready to go, in search of opportunities. When an opportunity presents itself, we're ready to allocate capital. And that's the way treating this as a business works. We had three opportunities on the board today. All three were successful opportunities. Some traders got all three. Some got one or two. Some got none. This is the life of a trader and the way it works. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you Without you, these videos are not possible. We're going to pull the ripcord here today. It's everything I wanted to and intended to discuss. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.